Varmt välkomna till Magasin 3 den här eftermiddagen. Vi ska idag starta vår höstsäsong med en utställning av den franska konstnären Christian Boltanski. Och mitt namn är Tessa Praun. Jag är intendent här på Magasin 3 och har verkligen haft den stora glädjen att få arbeta tillsammans med Christian under de senaste månaderna. Innan vi öppnar utställningen om ungefär en timme så ska Christian berätta om sitt konstnärskap. Och det spänner över mer än fyra decennier. Det är tanken att det här kommer vara mer som en föreläsning. Men det kan också bli mer som ett samtal. Vi får helt enkelt se vart det bär. Så jag tänkte, let's start. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you like to start? Well, you know, it's always very difficult to speak about visual art because one of the beauty of visual art that is always the one who look at the piece who finish the piece and in uh, when you look at a painting uh, i don't know uh, art is also a cat you know it's not so precise and uh, the words are much more precise and for this reason it's always a little dangerous because i i know a part within my work but I don't know everything within my work and in any case it's always different for each one who look at the work. I think art is always something very strange between what is the more personal and the more universal. In any case what I'm doing and what we are doing is to make some kind of a stimulus and after that each one is going to finish the work with his own background and if you are in a cinema and if you see all the people looking uh, at the same movie in fact they, they all see another movie because they rebuilt the work and uh, for this reason I'm always afraid to give too many explanations because I'm going to tell you by the point of story uh, I've make pieces with used clothes. And uh, some of the work are, by example, I know three or four tons of used clothes cloth on the floor. And if I show that here, sometimes people think about the Shoah. But when I made this piece in Japan, everybody told me, oh, uh, you really know perfectly the Zen tradition. Uh, is totally what we call the lack of the dead people with the time between uh, when somebody dies before it becomes uh, a, sp a spirit. And you know, there in Europe or in Japan, uh, people understood that it was something about the bodies. But uh, they read it in a different way. And uh, when I made this first show in Japan, uh, everybody told me, your eyes so Japanese. And, and you look uh, like a Japanese, and your grandfather must be Japanese, and I'm so pleased of that. And I wish if I make a show in Africa, everybody is going to say you look like an African. And uh, you know, because I think people make a, a new lecture of your work. That, that's the reason I, I don't know everything about my work. But Christian, if we go back a bit, how come that you became an artist? What was it that? Uh, I, I became an artist because I was totally stupid. I do not uh, believe that. No, I, I was really, uh, you know, really stupid. I couldn't go to school. I escaped. 
after one day in school, I escaped, and my parents found me in the street crying, you know, and I couldn't speak, and uh, I couldn't do nothing. And uh, now, by example, now it's rather difficult for me to, to write a letter. And, and uh, one day I made a, a drawing, and uh, my older brother told me, yeah, it's good. And I, I, I said to myself, it's the first time somebody says I made something good, and uh, it's my job. And I, I began to make a lot of drawings, and I had very sweet parents, and I told them that I wanted to be artist. I didn't go to school anymore for a long time. And I said I want to be a painter, and they bought me colored and very large piece of wood, because I wanted to paint on wood, but trimmed by two meters, very large piece of wood. And I made something like 300 painting, but not so good. But Do they still exist today? No, I, I was lucky because um, they were in the house. I made that in the house of my parents, and when my parents died, my, my brother took the house and said, what we must do with all these paintings? Say, you destroy them and you put it in the street. And uh, that's what he did. And uh, three or four years ago, uh, there was somebody who phoned me who said, I have a piece signed by you, but it's a strange piece. And it tried, uh, I go to see this woman, and it was one of these paintings. Uh, somebody took it in the street, and uh, when, because when you are young, you are so stupid that you make a big, tight, a big scene at you. You know, you're so proud to be. And uh, uh, when uh, people saw my name in the newspaper, they perhaps you can say, well, they can say that and they restore it and they sent this painting to this woman. I mean, in any case, well, there's two or three who are saved. Let's see. Yeah, but Not uh, no. But um, about your childhood in Paris, um, can you tell us a bit about your family? In a way, I, I came for a very, uh, I would say it's, it kind of looks rather traditional from an intellectual bourgeois family. But inside, it was a little more complicated because uh, for different reasons, but especially because it was after the war, the last war, all of the family was a little strange. I mean, nobody go, go out alone, by example. We were, uh, the first time I walked alone in the street was when I was 18, and I never saw my father walking alone in the street. And uh, we, were, we had a rather large house, but uh, all the family was sleeping always in the same room. Uh, the, the parents in the bed and the children in the sleeping bag. And, uh, you know, it was because everybody, everybody was afraid. They knew that everything can arrive. Because you were born in 1944. I'm born in 1944. And your father was? My father was Jewish and my mother was Christian. And my mother hid my father during two years under the floor in a very small place. So he was hiding for two years? Yeah, but he must go out sometime because he made me during this time. But, uh, you know, I, I think for most of the artists, there is some kind of a trauma at the beginning. And most of the time, this trauma is for me psychoanalytic. Uh, in my case, it is both psychoanalytic and historic. Uh, because when I was very young, all the friends of my parents were survivor, by example. And uh, I, I understood uh, a lot of things about the... I hear a lot of things about the Shoah, I understood a lot of things about the, the life that was dangerous. That, uh, and uh, I think, you know, very often, but when I say that it's, it's normal, uh, all of us are like that, we have a trauma, and after all the life, we try to understand this trauma 
and to be better. And in the case, uh, sometimes it doesn't work. For example, one of my favorite artists today is Louise Bourgeois, and her trauma was her relation with her father. And now she's something like uh, 98 years, but it doesn't work. But all her work is based, is uh, made by this trauma. And uh, I, I think that it's very dangerous to say that uh, art is a little like a, a very slow and naive psychanalysis. But what is marvelous to be an artist is that uh, you just pretend. That means if you are sad, you show the sadness. And in that case, you are not sad anymore because you you put your sadness to the others, you show your sadness to the others, and uh, it's much better. In, in a way, um, now I'm not so sure, but uh, before I thought that uh, one of, of the reasons to be an artist was not to have a real life, but only to play the life, to pretend the life. You know, we are a little like a children when they play to be a cowboy or something like that. We pretend to be sad or we pretend to be bad or we pretend to be I know that you you like to tell stories in different ways and sometimes you even write your own life story in different ways in ways that are true and sometimes uh, in ways that you invent why do you do that the relation with, uh, I'm always say but I'm a liar but if I say I'm a liar, I like when I say I'm a liar, you know. But in any case, I think the truth is not so simple. And uh, sometimes in the case, uh, when you are an artist, and uh, art is artifice, when you are an artist, to show the reality, you must to lie. You know, that's a very old thing. Uh, if, if I was an actor, I should be, oh, I'm so, oh, I need to drink. But you're not going to drink. Uh, and, but everybody is going to feel the fact that you need to drink. And uh, I, I think we are lying to say a reality in a stronger way, a truth in a stronger way. And also there is always, there's sometimes some kind of joke in my art. I work a, a lot with dead Swiss photo of Dead Swiss. Uh, at home I have something like uh, 6,000 Dead Swiss. Can you explain that a bit further? Those are images of Dead no, Swiss in from Switzerland, the newspapers. When, when you die, uh, they put the photo in the newspaper. And for me it was interesting to work with Dead Swiss because the Swiss have no reason to die. They have no historical reason to die because they are clean and rich. And, and, and for this reason, I thought they were more universal. Because they have no, in any case, uh, I always use a lot of dead Swiss. And it's also good because they, they never stop to die and we have more and more dead Swiss. But you have someone who keeps sending these images to you? I, I'm abonné at the newspaper and each week I, I receive the, 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 the newspaper. And it's a good week, I can have, I don't know, 40 dead Swiss, you know. <laughs> it goes very quickly. Uh, speaking
speaking about Dead Swiss, we have a work with Dead Swiss in this exhibition. Yeah, but that's a more optimist work. It's uh, work with, uh, at the beginning, is seven photos of Dead Swiss. And at the end, we have something like a 4,000 new face. Uh, the idea is that uh, in our face, we are full of dead people. I mean, we have the nose of a great, great uncle that we never know and we don't know he exists. We have the eyes of a great, great mother. We have the, uh, I don't know, the mouth of a old aunt, you know, and all, well, all we are in the spirit and in the, um, in the face is part of dead people. And I think that is very beautiful because all these people who disappeared and now they have no names and nobody remember them, they are in us and they are in our face. And with uh, seven dead persons, we can make a thousand of new persons. I, I must to say that uh, uh, when I, what I try to do in art and uh, when I make a piece is to ask a question or to say a little story. And uh, I don't use words. I use sound, images, light. But at the end is to say a little story. Is to and especially to ask questions. I, mean, I, I really think that art is uh, something to ask questions. I have no answer, but to ask questions and to give emotion. And I mean, uh, I have a form because I speak with something with formal, but each piece is for me some kind of a question. And uh, I I try not to do something only because it looks beautiful, because first, I don't know what that means when something looks beautiful or not, I don't know what it is. And for me, but that's a little pretentious, I, I always feel a little like a, in, in the Zen religion when uh, there's these little uh, stories and at the end there's a question. And that's more or less what I try to do. And uh, also, you, I, I must to say that, you know, especially me, I have very few ideas. And in my life, I had only three or four ideas. It's, that's all. I mean, uh, you, you don't, for, it's not to imagine that an artist has a lot of ideas. If somebody who is in the fashion, for example, must have a lot of ideas. In the design, must have a lot of ideas. But I think an artist must not have a lot of ideas. He must only to have two or three ideas. But to repeat this idea, to repeat this idea, and to look at them in different way. Uh, that depends at what time of your life you are. But for me, I'm working more or less for the same question for all my life. And in the case, there is so few questions in art for the beginning of the time, you know. And, uh, if we have, uh, art is always looking for God, sex, uh, why you are going to die, the beauty of the nature. I mean, yeah, there is perhaps a seven questions in uh, in all the art from the beginning and also in all the philosophy, you know, it's always the same thing. You work a lot with the archive as, a, as an artistic form. Is this one of your no, ideas? Mean, one of my big questions uh, I mean, in my work is I, I 
thing, everybody is unique. And for this one, very important. And at the same time, everybody is so fragile. I mean, after two generations, there is nobody, no, no memory of somebody. And for that, during a long time, I tried to save what I've called the small memory, because there's a big memory, there's a war and the King Iron books, but the small memory is what we are full of small memory. I mean, we know where to buy uh, the best iron in Stockholm, or we know some kind of joke, you know, all that is what we are, and uh, all that is going to die with us. And for a long time, I, I tried to, to preserve that. But in fact, it's totally impossible. But a, a, a large part of my work is about the missing. Somebody is missing. Somebody is miss there was somebody, and somebody is missing. And by example, I have used uh, photos in my work. I've used uh, clothes, and uh, now I use art. But uh, it's always an object who shows that a person is missing. When you have an um, old jacket, by example, you can smell that there was somebody, you can see that there was somebody, but there's no more somebody. Uh, when you have a photo of somebody, you can see a face of somebody, but it's an object. I mean, all that is object or in relation with subject, but the subject disappeared. And uh, I know that it's totally impossible to preserve that, but I try to, to fight against the idea that we're going to be forget. But I know that uh, I'm going to lost. We are, you know. Let's go. Let's go back to the heart. You just mentioned uh, the heart archive briefly, and uh, I think this is maybe the time to start uh, just talking a bit about the exhibition that we will open in a few minutes. The first question: What would you say is the story that you want to tell with the exhibition Les Archives? It's a story it because it has a beginning and an end. It's uh, an exhibition that you you kind of follow uh, a path and you go back yeah. the same way. You know, in, in the shows there's always several things, but the theme is the idea of identity, what what we are, and uh, and what we are, and we are different. And there is a special piece with about uh, art. Uh, now, three years ago, I made a, a piece with my own art. And uh, it's a sound piece and the light piece at the same time. And it, it was strange for me because it was some kind of a self-portrait, because the art is so close from the person, it was a self-portrait. I thought also it was funny because my art is going to survive me. And uh, in the same way, I thought we can not necessarily to have a photo album. It would be better to have a CD of art. And you can say, oh, tonight we are going to hear uh, the art of our grandmother or the art of our lover we so far. And I thought it would be beautiful to have plenty of art at home. The, and after that, and now I'm in another time of my life. And I tried to create some kind of stories, but a story who exists really. By example, there is a man who gave me an island in the Japan Sea. And 
I thought it'd be beautiful to have in this island millions of art. And now we're collecting this art, and in two years we're going to open this place in, in Japan. And if you arrive there and you say, I want to hear the art of Mrs. Smith, and you give a date or, or a country, what you, want, you can hear the art of Mrs. Smith. And this uh, place is going to go on after me, and uh, I mean, there will be millions and millions of art in this island. It would be possible to put the art in internet, but for me it is very important that you must to make the travel. You have to go there, to have some, it's not so easy to go there. To go there to hear the art of somebody you love. And uh, now I'm working around several big projects like that, while all around in very far countries. I wish to make peace war like a beginning of a novel. You know, there is an island in Japan with millions of art. And uh, for this reason, uh, you, you can give your art here. Yes, you, you ask all our visitors here to donate their heartbeats, correct? They want, you know. It's uh, absolutely. It's <laughs> <laughs> free will. But you also have another piece. Um, you know, if you, you have this idea that you try to document your whole life, your own life, uh, and it's also quite, in a way, spectacular, uh, because it's also far away. It's in Tasmania, a future project. Yeah, that's another piece that must be finished in two years. Uh, I meet a man in Tasmania, and it's a man with a player he play and he with a lot of money because he, he played in casino. We make some kind of a deal. I'm going to be filmed in my studio all the time and it will be sent in a video conference immediately in a cave in the mountain of Tasmania. And uh, he must to keep the, 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 the DVD, but he can't use the DVD until I am dead. In the case like that, my life is going to be sent in Tasmania. And I, I've made a, a funny way to, to do it because uh, he's somebody who plays all the time. And I decide that uh, he's going to give me money every month. The, the good price is if I die in eight years. If I die in two years, he wins. If I die in 12 years, he lost. And now we are in the discussion to know exactly how long he thinks, you know, he, he makes some kind of a parry. He, he, if it's eight years or seven years or nine years, and we're in discussion with that. Like insurance company. Like insurance company, yeah. And uh, I have another project, by example, which uh, is going to be finished this year. Uh, it must be under the cathedral of Salzburg. And uh, they found a, a very antique church there, uh, older than the cathedral. And uh, I'm going to put inside, uh, I made a, you know, when you don't know the, the time, you telephone 
and you have uh, something as a telephone to say, it's four o'clock, five minutes, 10 seconds, four o'clock, five minutes, 20 seconds. And I create a machine that you can't stop and who say constantly the time. And for me, this machine is the image of God. Because like a human, we can do a lot of things, but the only thing we can't do is to fight against the time. And I, I, I made sometimes this machine in a, in a museum. Everybody becomes mad. You must to change the guard every half hour. Because it's so awful to hear that the time is going on. We are, uh, we are lost uh, already one half hour from our life here, you know. And if you, if you feel that, and if you, it's really something terrible. In my work, I, I, I'm not so much interested in to create objects that somebody can put at home, and it's more like uh, stories. In fact, you told me that uh, something of like 60 or 70 percent of your works do not exist after an exhibition. Yeah, most of my work is destroyed after a show, uh, and it's not really a problem for me because I think there is, I believe at the transmission, but I think there is two ways to make the transmission. There's one Christian way and from with the little bones, you know, the, the, the relic. And um, you have a painting of Van Gogh, and uh, you protect the painting of Van Gogh because the holy man touched the painting. You know. And there's another way that you can find, for example, in Japan, uh, where the, the, the temple are rebuilt every five years, the, the Zen garden are do it again every day. But you have some people who are called national monument because they have the knowledge to do it again. And I, I really think that for an African, is much better to have the knowledge about a mask, that's a, to preserve the mask. And I always dream that it would be a museum with only rules of game. And uh, I, I love, by example, Richard Lang or Carl Andre, but only do it. And, um, and for me, I, I feel more and more like somebody, like a musician who can write a partition and after somebody must to play the partition. But also in the last years, I can see that um, video works and uh, sound-based works are becoming more present in your, uh, in your work. That is maybe also part of this idea that you don't want to keep uh, mm -hmm. the works as objects. Yes, uh, uh, in any case, more and more what I like to do is to work in a very large place and uh, I work a lot for theater, but not for really for theater. I, I create a lot of spectacles. And uh, you know what I'm very interested in is that uh, uh, the, the music or the theater or the novel are uh, art of time. There's a beginning and an end. And painting and sculpture is art of space. Even when you're in a show, in exhibition, you can stay uh, three hours or, or 10 minutes. And uh, I try to mix these two kind of art, the art of time and, and the art of uh, space. And also, by example, in a show like that, it's a show, but for me, I try to make some kind of a way. And there is a beginning and an end in any case. 
in the art of the time, you have the suspense, and the suspense gives the emotion. Because you believe something, and the page, when you read a book, you believe something, you turn the page, it's something totally different. And in, in painting, you can do that because you have all the painting in one, one time. And I, I, I try, but uh, to mix a little these two kind of art. On the same time, it's true that don't, I don't use photos anymore. But for me, it's not so different. I don't believe it's so different. I, I, I believe it's always the same thing. I always say that I'm a, a painter, by example, because it's true that I'm a painter. You know, it's not because... And, uh, and I'm a very traditional painter because I uh, speak about the same subject that it was uh, 400 years ago. I mean, we use words who are from now, but uh, the meaning or the question are always the same. I, I don't believe so much in progress. In art, there's no progress. It would be totally stupid to imagine there's progress in art. Art is not better or worse now than it was 10 years ago. But uh, I think we are always making more or less the, the, the same thing, and we are because we are human and we have the same question. But still, I mean, you, I, I, I feel it's very um, uh, fascinating how you keep on uh, almost preparing for your own death all the time. I mean, you did that already, I think, um, years ago, and it becomes more and more present. Does this? Is this something that you think much more of today? Are you afraid of dying? I, I said no, but you never know. That's a good answer. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in any case, what I am sure, that uh, because you want to speak about that, it seems that we are going to die. And uh, the fight of dying is a part of the life. If you look at a baby, he's going to die, you know. And, to, to be alive is to die and to kill. You know, when a baby opens a mouth, he kills some kind of a little moustique. And, uh, and we must to accept it. Before, the, the fight of dying was something in the life. And now we refuse totally the fight of dying and refuse totally the fight to be older. And I think that's a pity because uh, now we, we don't die anymore. Uh, you know, before the fight of dying, there was some kind of a ceremony. People die in a very good health most of the time. You know, there was always, always the last word. Life is a fountain, you know, this kind of stupidity. But in the case, they say that. And they were in, in, in a good uh, spirit, you know. A Kafka drink uh, champagne the night we die, you know. It was, and now you, you die so ill. We die so ill now, you know. There's only uh, somebody who, who stops the machine. And and, and I think in a way it's better to die in, a, in good health, you know. In, uh, and and uh, before, as a country, uh, uh, when somebody died, it was a, everybody meet each other, and it was uh, the young people meet each other, get married, and uh, and, uh, and it was a part of the life. I mean, it's not something. Uh, it's something would best to be simple. The, the big problem now is that uh, I think the only way to fight uh, against the fight of dying is the transmission. And now it's more and more difficult to give something to somebody. Because also life is, goes so quickly that if you know something, uh, it will be totally unuseful five years after. And, uh, but, but it's true that the, the only way to, to, to fight is transmission, the only way 
to survive is to know that uh, we are uh, in a line and there was people before us and there's people after us. Uh, to be very optimistic, uh, things go on. And, uh, but it's difficult to say it in English. I mean, we, we, we are not remplaçable. We are going to be remplacé. Somebody is going to take okay. our place. I mean, in a few years, we'll be another critic and another artist. But it will be not us. But it will be the same. And things go on. So how do you want to be remembered? It's not me. You know, when you are an artist, you don't exist anymore. I always thought that an artist was somebody who had a mirror in front of his face. And everybody who look at him, look himself. In case it must to be like that. You know, you, you, there's something very strange when you are an artist that you are always speaking about you, but also about everybody. And if we can read Proust, by example, it's because Proust is not speaking about himself, he's speaking about all of us. And if you read it, uh, you say, oh, he know me, he know her because I was jealous in the same way. And uh, it's always a problem because I can tell you I have a headache. And you can understand because you had an headache before. But if I tell you I, my pancreas hurt, you don't know what it is. That means trans we can speak only about something that the other know. But everybody knows a lot of things. And in fact, the only thing that the artist can do, that I think most of the people know everything, but the only thing the artist can do is to, people know, but they forget. And to say, it's like that. But they know that already, but, but it's far inside us. To remind people of different things. Yeah, and, and I'm sure for me, but it's nearly impossible. The best artist will be somebody who who tried that people can smell the, 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 the smell of his, uh, the cafe that his father was uh, making, and everybody said, oh, it's the cafe that my father was making. But it's nearly impossible. You know, it's only to try that uh, people forget the... Able to forget is a story I, I, I like, um, which seems to be a real story. Uh, there was a, a family and a little girl of six years old, and um, the little girls, uh, the, 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 the mother was pregnant and they, have a, they were with a new baby. And the little girl said, oh, I wish to speak with a new baby. I wish to speak with a new baby. And the baby arrived and the little girl said, I wish to be alone with a new baby. I wish to speak with a new baby. And the parents were a little... Uh, uh, frightened, and they put a telephone there, and the baby, the, the little girl asked to the baby, speak me about God, because I begin to forget. And what, what I'm sure, I'm not sure it was God, but what I'm sure is that the baby knows a lot of things. And perhaps all our life we forget slowly and slowly, and we forget everything in any case. We forget also when we were five years old and even more. You also, um, you're a teacher in Paris at the art school. Yeah. Um, how do you speak to them? What, is, uh, w what are the, the things that you give them on their way in their career? The problem in art is there's nothing to learn, nothing to teach. And uh, if I love to be teacher at the art school in Paris, is because it's the only place which is totally unuseful. 
and uh, because the other schools are useful. And uh, I, I think the place where are useful are the more useful. But you can s we can speak during three hours about the, the color of the sky, you know, it's not so, it's not so useful. And uh, in any case, the only thing, I, each year, when I arrive at school, I say you must, there's nothing to do, only to wait and to hope, and they wait and they hope. But both of them go away. And they succeed? You know, there's nothing to do, only to wait and to hope. The mean is not to work. I don't think to work is not necessary when you are. You must not to work. You must to be inside the work. You must to wake up on the morning time and to ask you a question, but it's not to, to be and to make a painting all the daytime. You must to, to wait and to hope that one day you can make it or you can understand something. What is funny when uh, you just see this show, when I make a show, it's a little when you come back at home at night and you have nothing to, to eat and you open the fridge and you find two potatoes, one sausage and one egg and you made something with that and you eat it. And uh, when I make a show, I open my, my fridge within my head and I, I found some things and I try to, to mix them and to create a, a work. In, in fact, I must tell you something marvelous. I never work in my life, never. I do not believe you again. I swear, I never work in my life. All I've done was for my pleasure. I, mean, I never did something that was not for my pleasure. Uh, I'm lucky. You know, because I, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to art school. I never work in my life. Yeah, but that's nice. You enjoy yourself. Yeah. I think that's... Um, no, I had a very good life. Well, before we round up, I would like to see if uh, someone in the audience has some questions to Christian. I would, I would like to ask a question about, about God. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> because it seems somehow you have some connection to him. So I would just like to ask you if ever there is a belief of God in your life. I, I, first, I, it seems that I'm not a believer, and really I don't know what God means. But I, I, if you want my idea about religion, but it's really uh, one day I wanted to create a new religion because my name is Christian and to call us a Christian religion, but I didn't do it. You know. But in any case, what? But you know, it's totally stupid because my each each of us have a religion and it's always totally stupid, you know. And my religion is totally stupid. I believe for myself that we must to fight against God. Guns is a, not a bad person, not a good person, he's only awful, only you know he's he's a winner. He's going to destroy us because he's a master of the time. And like human, the beauty to be human is to fight against him to try to do something, to try to do something for the people who are going to come after us. But at the end, the time is always the winner. And um, I'm rather close from some type of Christian religion because I think in a way, um, this is totally ridiculous to speak uh, about that here, 
excuse me, in a way, you know, uh, at the end, uh, on the cross, he said, my father, you leave me. And for me, it's my father, leave me, please. We are human, you are women, and we speak to God. But God is a winner at the end. That's my religion, but you know, all the religions are stupid. That's your religion. Well, um, I'm very uh, eager to open the show. Good. Uh, I th hope you too. Uh, it's been really pleasure to have you here, and also, of course, to work with you. So thank you all for coming. And this I was perfect, and everybody was perfect. No, I really yeah. must do thank everybody at my. Let's open the show. <laughs> thank you. Sure.